0: Welcome to Cinema Chop Shop. Watch Chop Retrofit.
1: So I have a serious question. It's a musical question. And I've asked music people about this today. Did sing it. I'm, I'm not going to, but I want to know why in the song Karma Chameleon, is there a harmonica in the background? <laughs> like almost like a blues riff harmonica.
0: Well, Be-
2: why not?
1: Yeah. It's not a blues song. It was the early so? 80s. Boy George is not a blues musician.
0: You can just have harmonicas.
1: But this is not a Culture Club podcast. (laughs) Welcome to Season 8, Episode 19 of Cinema Chop Shop. This is a movie podcast that concedes that remakes are going to happen, so why shouldn't movie buffs... Like us. ...decide who is recast in those iconic
2: roles? My name is... Sid Travicious, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Bram Stoker's Travula, a.k.a. Travman begins.
1: Oh yeah, yeah! I'm all about it, and I'm joined in the shop by my co-host and co-producer, Sean of the Planet of the Apes, aka the Chandra Mat, aka Tinker Taylor Soldier Sean. <laughs> <laughs> and in our third seat, we've got Chop Shop Regulator, the Book of Chilai, <laughs> <laughs> aka Hunter Cheller, <laughs> aka. The 5th Element. Nice. nice! Further description of the show, the tagline says, Watch Chop Retrofit, because essentially that's what we do here. We watch older movies, sometimes classic films with iconic actors, and then we retrofit them by tweaking the design with new parts. Quick disclaimer, we're not actually in favor of the remake, reboot, sequel-dependent cinematic culture.
2: Those who never change their mind never change anything.
1: Now say it like Winston Churchill. Those oh, who never change their mind never change anything. You got really cogny there.
0: Um,
2: <laughs>
1: this is more of an exercise in satire and irony. We try to be funny.
0: And sometimes we succeed.
1: Very good. That's going to bring us into our first segment, which is movie news. And this is where throughout the week we try to do our best and pay attention to stories that pertain to our show and to the world of cinema in general and that our listeners might find interesting. And unfortunately, this week, we do have one R.I.P. We have to start it off with Uh, rest in peace and rest in power to Yafet Koto. Am I saying that right? Yafet Koto?
2: I think that's pretty close.
1: Uh, He was in Alien. Yeah. He was Mm -hmm. one of the crewmen on the ship in Alien. He was also on Homicide, Life on the Street. And then also he was in one of the James Bond movies. Live and Let Die. I think that's right. Uh, He died at the age of 81 on March 14th, and the cause of death was not provided. But once again, rest in peace and rest in power to him. Next, Attack the Block director and John Boyega actively developing sequel ideas. And this comes to us from the cbr.com. And you had a a pretty um, concise reply. You said, you're not sure. It's interesting, but not sure if it'll retain the same magic. Yeah. That movie, when it came out, had a very like nostalgic Steven Spielberg feel Uh Um, like Goonies meets Gremlins or something like that in England (laughs) yeah Yeah. I can see I can see um, what you mean by that
2: well it was such a British slice of life for a bunch of street kids Mm -hmm. kind of movie and it kind of has that same thing of like from dusk till dawn where it's like I'm watching a stripper movie and then suddenly I'm watching a vampire movie right in this one I'm watching a bunch of street kids in England and it's suddenly an alien invasion alien invasion exactly
1: uh, from the Hollywood Reporter the Oscars are to be held in two locations as the Academy unveils a new venue the Los Angeles railway hub Union Station is to serve as an Academy Awards venue along with the usual venue the Dol- Dolby Theater and do we have any idea why they would do this
2: I think it's for social distancing.
1: Yeah. They want to have the same number of attendees. I would imagine. Okay. They don't want to snub anybody, but not by not giving them their Oscar invite. But my big question: Are you going to stick by your
2: guns? Since I am.
1: I am. I'm still no Oscar bet for me this there year. There you go. I might. I might ease up a little bit and watch them.
2: Okay. But
1: I'm not doing a bet. Gotcha. Um. Next, this is bad. Army Hammer accused of sexual assault. Ugh. At a press conference, actor Army Hammer was accused of violent sexual assault by a woman named Effie through her attorney. That's also from CBR.com. Um, things are not going well for Army Hammer. No. And he's only, only making it worse. So I'm, I imagine that's pretty much kaput for I, him in Hollywood. I think yeah. the inheritance is cut off, too. <laughs> the, the arm and hammer inheritance. <laughs> Next, Aaron Sorkin considered turning The Trial of the Chicago Seven into a musical. Uh, that's from Variety.com, and in a world, I would watch the shit out of it. <laughs> Next, Pink, spelled with an exclamation point. Uh, All I Know So Far documentary sets an Am- Amazon release date. Did I ever tell you about how I took my lovely wife, Michelle? Drink. To a Pink concert for her birthday? No. It was in Charlotte, and Pink had like a wire, wire rig, and she flew over the crowd like Peter fucking Pan. It was amazing. Finally, speaking of musicals, uh, the release date of In the Heights has been moved up. That's the latest joint from Lin-Manuel Miranda. And that's gonna wrap us up on movie news for this week. You guys hear a phone ringing? That must mean it's time for the Department of Corrections Department with Chief Corrections Officer Dana.
0: Oh, this is a recording. You dialed the right number. Now, hang up and don't do it again. You were correct. Deborah Winger plays the mother in Air. The character in The Lady Eve, whose name escaped Sean's memory, was Charles Pike. I didn't find any intel on George C. Scott wearing prosthetics in The Flim Flam Man, but fun fact... The Flim Flam Man was filmed in and around my hometown, Lexington, Kentucky. So shout out to me, Dana. If you're curious, Michael Angarano recently married Maya Erskine. That's all I got, Choppers. See you next week.
1: All right. Thank you, Dana, for that. Uh, We appreciate everything you do. And you now have the distinction of being the only person ever to give themselves a shout out on Cinema Chop Shop. That's gonna close the doors on the Department of Corrections department for this week. (laughs) Bringing us to the theme of the episode in celebration of his 63rd birthday, the films of Gary Oldman. Um, Before we get into his bio, are you guys on Team Oldman? Oh, hell yeah.
0: I mean, I would say yeah, but this week, You saw some
1: things you didn't care for? Well,
0: yeah, but at the same time, I think he's somebody that I sort of took for granted.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: Just didn't realize his body of work.
1: Gotcha. All right, so this comes to us from the Internet Movie Database, born on March 21st, 1958 in New Cross, London, to Kathleen and Leonard. Kathleen was a homemaker and Leonard was a welder. Gary Leonard Oldman is a talented English movie star and character actor, renowned for his expressive acting style. One of the most celebrated thespians of his generation, with a diverse career encompassing theater, film, and television. He's known for his roles as Sid Vicious in Sid and Nancy, Drexel in True Romance, George Smiley in Tinker Tailor Soldier Sean, and Winston <laughs> Churchill in Darkest Hour, among many others. For much of his career, he was best known for playing the -the over-the-top antagonist, such as terrorist Igor Korshunov in the 1997 blockbuster Air Force One, Uh, although he has reached a new audience with heroic roles like in Harry Potter and the Dark Knight franchises. Uh, He's also a filmmaker, musician, and author. So that's what we're going to be talking about. So I think we're going to go ahead and go into our next part here which is the midnight double feature. And this is where we go around the panel and we each talk about two films that are within our category for the week. And we talk about how they're related to each other and why they would make a good pairing for a double feature. And Chelsea, are you ready to go with yours? I am. Go ahead.
0: I'm gonna pair 2004's Harry Potter, The Prisoner of Azkaban Uh with 2008's The Dark Knight. Okay. The reason I chose these is The Dark Knight is my favorite comic of oh, those okay. series of comics frank and then
1: miller is that right the dark knight yeah, yeah. the dark knight based Returns? loosely on the frank miller it
0: is yes. there's some there's some differences mm. but and then harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban it's my favorite book it's favorite movie hands down the best one i
1: think it's of the, the series the
2: best yes. harry potter movie oh
0: yeah absolutely
2: sure. right on i like the pairing over to you sean okay i'm gonna do the comedies of gary old okay Have you ever seen Nobody's Baby? I have not. Okay. I highly recommend Nobody's Baby just to see. I recommend Nobody's Baby too. (laughs) To see the comedic range of Gary Oldman. Imagine Tim Blake Nelson from Oh Brother Where Art Thou meets Raising Arizona. Okay. With an obnoxious like crazy beard mustache combo. And there you've got Gary Oldman. If you didn't know Gary Oldman was in this film, I don't think you would know it was him. Okay. I mean, it's such a deep dive. He's in it with Skeet Ulrich. It's not that. No, that picture. No, okay. uh, I'll pull it up at the break. Okay. Uh, he's he's in it with Skeet Ulrich. Skeet. Uh, yep. Skeet. Skeet. Oh, Skeet. 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 <laughs> they're pretty much outlaws. They've come across a baby in the midst of a, bu- a bunch of car wreckage, and they kind of you know risk their lives to protect this baby. Okay. And it's it's a tragic comedy. At the end of the film, I haven't seen it in years, but it stuck with me. Um, I highly recommend checking it out just to see his comedy. Awesome. I'll have to do that. And I'm pairing that with 1997's The Fifth Element. Yes. and I He's hilarious. In his I mind. maintain mm-hmm. that the entire film is a comedy. Okay. Uh, you've got these ridiculous dog alien space muscle guys who mm-hmm. are the henchmen of Gary Oldman who's playing it like some... Weird Southern gentleman. He's,
1: now correct me if I'm wrong. Is this directed by um, Denis Villeneuve? Uh, Denis Villeneuve.
2: Luke Besson. Luke Besson. Okay, thank yeah. you. And all of the uh, military and government scenes look like they were shot like on a sea movie backdrop, and all the costumes okay. are really bad. And. They just used the set from Lost in Space. It, not even. <laughs> and they're just... It, it's it's really funny because I, it was always described to me as a sci-fi movie uh-huh. and an adventure movie. And it is that. Yeah. I watched it for the first time this past week, believe yeah. it or not. And uh, I was like, this is a comedy. This is a funny movie. The whole movie... It's hilarious. Has to be but yes. it's also
1: it also does have some... Uh, on its face value sci-fi qualities and it's just a fun movie to yeah, watch yeah it is i it, really it, like it's a movie. feast
2: for the eyes mm-hmm. but oh and
1: uh, good
2: lord she's hot no yeah she's she's yeah this was you know when mila jovovich was more than just a carbon copy of herself mm-hmm. in all of her films mm-hmm. this was like a really fresh take yeah. so i really liked and part that and that outfit well the yeah suspenders well i've got that and see her belly button I, I wear it on the weekends uh, and then, of course, uh, Chris Tucker as Ruby Ruby Rod. Ruby Rod! Yeah. Good stuff. Good funny stuff. Check it out. Gary Oldman's great. Nicely done, sir. I went with
1: the more um, historical figures route. So the first one uh, I watched last night, and it was pretty damn impressive. It's called Immortal Beloved. It's directed by Bernard Rose, and it came out in 1994. Uh, Bernard Rose also directed Frankenstein from 2015, the original Candyman from 1992, and Anna Karenina from 1997. This movie has a 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it could be higher. This biography chronicles the life of infamous classical composer Ludwig von Beethoven, played by Gary Oldman, and his painful struggle with hearing loss. Following Beethoven's death in 1827, his assistant, Schindler, different Schindler, searches for an elusive woman referred to in the composer's love letters as immortal beloved. As Schindler solves the mystery, a series of flashbacks reveal Beethoven's transformation from passionate young man to troubled musical genius. I would definitely call him a chameleon in terms of his physical appearance. He never looks quite the same in any
2: of these movies. Would you call him a karma chameleon? A
1: karma chameleon, <laughs> See, that's, <laughs> yes. That, that's, that's a callback. That's a good callback. Okay. All right, so I'm pairing that with a movie that is, uh, it's critically acclaimed. It's got an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. It won him the Best Actor award at the Oscars. Came out in 2017, it's The Darkest Hour. And I'm not trying to take anything away from this movie. His performance is amazing. The movie's just so boring
2: yeah i as i was watching this i remember thinking boy he's really good he's really yeah. good but the movie itself kind of a snoozer oh did you see my review no i'll tell you after this the fate of
1: western europe hangs on winston churchill in the early days of world war ii the newly appointed british prime minister must decide whether to negotiate with hitler or fight on against incredible odds during the next four weeks of 1940 churchill siemens his legacy As his courageous decision and leadership helped change the course of world history. My review, I said, should have got Taika Waititi to play Hitler would have been much more enjoyable (laughs) and held my attention. All right. That's going to wrap us up on the midnight double feature, bringing it into our feature segment. This is the recast. And this is where each of us on the panel have watched a movie in advance, a pre-selected film. And we talk about it a little bit. And then we talk about, who we would recast in this movie if it were being shot or produced today, right? Yes. All right. So the movie that's going to get this treatment first is True Romance from 1993, directed by Tony Scott. It has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed that you guys didn't like this movie as much as me. And I was listening to you and you were talking about the score, the Hans Zimmer score and those bells. But those bells, that's kind of like the theme song of the movie, that that melody of bells. Um, but you also said that you felt that it could have had more of Tarantino's influence on it because he did write the screenplay. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah, this, this script has Tarantino written all over it. But I think Tony Scott drops the ball on all of the really important Tarantino scenes with...
1: Rest in peace, Tony Scott.
2: ...rich dialogue and then... And the Bell's refrain was just kind of old school filmmaking in that it was lazy. Okay. Yeah. And and there were, there were scenes where there needed to be that, that, that obscure doo-wop song that, you know, that Tarantino would pull into a soundtrack to really underscore what he's trying to say. That wasn't in this movie. And I just felt like there were so many missed opportunities to make this movie better than what it was.
1: Let me ask you this. Did you watch the credits?
2: Uh yeah I think okay. so. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you see who his imaginary Elvis was? Yeah. It's uh,
2: uh b- 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 Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm.
1: And you also have Balky from Perfect Strangers well, in there with a shit, shit ton of cocaine. As
2: I said in my review, Bronson Pinchot and Brad Pitt made this movie watchable uh-huh. for me. I thought both of them were exceptionally good. Brad I thought, Pitt's
1: character is great. Just sitting on the couch smoking out of the honey bear.
2: Fantastic. <laughs> and, but I thought that I thought Dennis Hopper and 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 uh, uh, Christopher Walken were a little wasted. Because okay. I, I don't think that scene could have been as good as it was written.
1: Right. Same. I thought that Chris side side note um, Brad Pitt brought that honey bear from home good job <laughs> uh,
2: I think Christian Slater was terrible so do I I think he was okay. awful in this movie what he, about Patricia Arquette Patricia Arquette was fine uh, she played the part that she needed to play uh, Gary Oldman of course the man of the hour um, I'm gonna address in my recast okay um, Was really went out on a limb with this part and I don't know how much of it he brought to the table and how much of that was in the script I'd be really curious to know Because that is an edgy, edgy, even for 1993. Yes. To have a white guy playing such an Uh Afrocentric type projection of his role.
1: Yeah. So, a comic book nerd and Elvis fanatic, Clarence, played by Christian Slater, and a sex worker named Alabama, played by Patricia Arquette, fall in love. Clarence breaks the news to her pimp and ends up killing him. He grabs a suitcase of cocaine on his way out, thinking it is Alabama's clothing. The two hit the road for California, hoping to sell the cocaine, but the mob is soon after them. Once again, we've got Clarence Worley, played by Christian Slater. He was just 24 at the time. We've got Alabama Whitman, played by Patricia Arquette. She was 25. We've got Drexel Spivey, played by Gary Oldman. Also, he was 35. And then, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, Vincenzo Cocori, Cocori, the, the mob boss, played by Christopher Walken, who was... Uh, 50. And then we've got Clifford Worley, Clarence's dad, who's a, a security guard, and they're kind of estranged from each other, uh, played by the late, great Dennis Hopper, who was 57. All right. Are we ready to share our picks?
2: Yeah, let's do the do.
1: All right, Chelsea, who's going to be your Clarence?
0: This is a, a Chop Shop favorite. Okay. Uh, he was in Spider Man, uh, Captain America Civil War, mm-hmm. the new movie called Cherry. That I have not yeah, seen yeah, yeah. yet. Yeah. Uh, I went with Tom Thomas Holland. Thomas Holland. I can't do it as well as you guys.
1: Very nice. So he's that movie Cherry. Is did you say it's on Netflix? It just uh, came out. It just yeah,
0: came out. For, I think for
1: home streaming. I've yeah, read different so. things. I've I've read some people say that it's an awesome movie and that he's really great in it and that it's uh, out of type for him. Mm-hmm. But then other people are saying he's completely miscast. So can't get everybody to agree. No. Over to you, Sean. Who is your Clarence?
2: Um, I went with an actor who's 25 years old, can be seen in Deadpool, uh, Deadpool 2, uh, The Exorcist, as well as Tragedy Girls. I went with Brianna Hildebrand.
0: Oh, nice. Ah. I like it.
2: Uh-huh. Switching it up. Well, just switching up one character. I think okay. that she could play this really well.
1: That is fair. Uh, all right. My turn. My Clarence Worley is 23 now. He was in Conan the Barbarian, the newer remake with Momoa. Mm-hmm. Um, Why Women Kill, we all want to know that. And G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, his name is Leo Howard. Leo Howard is going to be my Clarence Worley. Oh, I see a little face value there. Yeah. Hmm? Next up, we've got the sex worker with a heart of gold, Alabama. Played by Patricia Arquette. She was 25. Chelsea, who'd you go with for this one?
0: My actress is a Disney starlet. Okay. She was in a TV show called Live and Maddie, The Descendants, The Descendants 2. I went with Dove Cameron. And I think you've recast her I before. Her er, that sounds I, familiar. I've her before.
2: Gotcha. All right. Sean? Um, I went with an actress who is 25 years old. Uh, can see her in The Kings of Summer. Chemical Hearts, that horrible Charlie's Angels reboot, but most people would know her from Riverdale as Betty Cooper. I went with Lily Reinhardt.
1: All right, shopped her too.
2: Lily. All right. Uh, My actress
1: is twenty-four. She was in the twenty-nineteen version of Charlie's Angels. She's in Hustlers. Chemical Hearts and Riverdale <laughs> her name is Lily
2: Reinhardt. That's right. I forgot to mention she was in Hustlers. Good pick, Hustlers. buddy. Good pick.
1: All right. Next up, we've got Drexel Spivey and give us a little bit more. You, what you were, you were going to talk about with his character.
2: Well, like I said, he, he, it's, it says it in the movie. He thinks he's a black guy mm-hmm. and he's a drug dealer. He's got, uh, dreadlocks. <clears throat> dreadlocks. He's got a scar with like a blind eye. Uh-huh. Um, Very, very well designed character for the camera. And daring. For him to take that role, I think. Yeah. It's so funny because I was in college when this came out and it was one of those movies that was always on in somebody's yep. dorm room. And I think I had walked by, maybe saw bits and pieces. It was my impression that Gary Oldman, and this is a spoiler, it was my impression that Gary Oldman was in this entire movie as oh, the big villain. Yeah. And I was really shocked that he mm-hmm. was only in it for a very small part. Yep. But you talk about making an impact. Mm-hmm. He's the one that I remember from this movie.
1: All right. Chelsea, who's your pick?
0: So, when I saw this movie for the first time and I saw this character, I immediately thought of this person. Um, He's been in 127 Hours, The Disaster Artist, most notably Spring Breakers.
1: Spring Break.
0: As a character named Alien. And that's who I want him to reprise Uh for this role. The role of Alien. James Franco. That's
1: great. Fantastic. Franco's a good
2: one. Sean? Um, So... You know circling back to what i was saying about it being daring like you said mm-hmm. uh, daring to take this role it could be career suicide yeah mm-hmm. so i picked an actor who's not afraid to take on roles or act in such a way that could be career mm-hmm. suicide and with a 34 year old actor who could be seen in such films as fury transformers <laughs> honey boy and the peanut butter falcon peanut butter Falcon. Who is shia labeouf so I went with an actor who's 34. He can be seen in holes,
1: nymphomaniac,
2: <laughs> honey boy. Should I just and the fucking fountain, go?
1: It's Shia LaBeouf. Mate. So what I really wanted to do was cast Post Malone, mm. but Post Malone's too young. But Post Malone kind of looks like a ghetto Shia LaBeouf, and Shia's the right age. I like it. Yep.
0: Should I just Should I just leave? Like, no, you <laughs> had some good
1: picks. You've had some good picks. Uh-huh. They're They're probably only going to get better.
0: Doubtful. Um, <laughs>
1: The next uh, role that we're going to recast is the uh, Sicilian mafioso Vincenzo, played by Christopher Walken. Uh, and there is a there is a, a notorious scene that you were talking about, where there's an exchange between uh, Dennis Hopper's character and Christopher Walken's character. We're not going to get into the specific language used, but Dennis Hopper is really egging him on. He knows he's going to die anyway, so he just keeps pushing the button, pushing the button. Christopher Walken was fifty. And Chelsea, who did you pick for this?
0: I picked somebody who is very Italian. Okay. Um, He can be seen in The Sopranos mm-hmm. as the best character in that TV show, in my opinion. I went with uh, Michael Imperioli.
1: Is that the um, the nephew? Yeah. Yeah, Christopher. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: Oh my God, he was so funny. Yeah, that's good.
1: I could see that. All right, Sean, over to you.
2: Um, I was an actor who just turned 50. Mm-hmm. Um, he can be seen in films... Actually, there's one movie in particular that got my attention. I'm going to lead off with that one. It was "We Summon the Darkness." Okay, really bad horror movie that came out uh, two years ago with uh, <clears throat> D'Addario. Okay, Alexander, Daddario. Alexander. Yeah, but he can also be seen in films such as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, hmm. uh, The Ringer, Bad Grandpa, and Dukes of Hazard. I went with Johnny Knoxville. Oh yeah, <laughs> I actually shopped him. That's that's good. Um,
1: my my actor, I don't think he's Italian. He's a little bit too gingered to be Italian.
0: Nothing um, wrong with that.
1: Nothing wrong with that. Uh, but he is fifty. He was in Band of Brothers. He's on the show Billions, and he was in Once Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. His name's Damian Lewis. Oh, he's Damian good. Lewis. He's great. He's a great actor, and I think he can he can pull off the uh, calm but scary demeanor. Yeah. All right, we've got one more, and it is Clifford Worley, played by the late, great Dennis Hopper, who was 57 at the time. And Chelsea.
0: I struggled with this recast a little bit, and then I was thinking back to that scene, and I thought about this person doing it, and it made me laugh. Yeah. Which it really shouldn't, but it did. I went with Alec Baldwin.
1: Whoa. (laughs)
2: That's (laughs) interesting. (laughs) All right. I like that pick. Sean, who did you go with? I really like my pick. I'm I'm quite mm-hmm. fond of it, actually. He's about to turn 58 years old in a couple of weeks. Uh, you can see him in films such as Terminator 2 Judgment Day, Total Recall. Uh, you can see him in the TV series Claws and Nova Vita. But most people would know him from either Under the Dome or Breaking Bad. I went with Dean Norris.
0: That's good. I like that. He, oh, yeah. That's great.
1: Yeah. Oh, he was in... He was in something I, I saw recently where he's like a military person, yeah. like
2: a general or something. I could see him just playing that scene just as cool mm-hmm. as Hopper did. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, um, I
1: I was inspired by how Dennis Hopper didn't mind getting blood all over his face. <laughs> so I picked an actor who's 57 now. He was in Leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> The Wicker Man and Willy's Wonderland. It's Nicolas Cage. I shopped him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so I think we've pretty much revealed whether or not I'm gonna I'm gonna say thumbs up. I I recommend this movie. But
2: look, I, I'm I'm gonna you can watch the movie. I I, I I'm neutral on it. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the movie. Right. You just I, I you just had saw, higher
1: expectations.
2: I had higher, higher expectations, but also I can see where this movie could be greatly improved mm-hmm. with better direction right because the script is really good
1: indeed chelsea
0: same all right
1: (laughs) so with that we're gonna go to intermission but not before we say let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby and And get get ourselves some some scenery to chew up And for those of you just tuning in, you're listening to the Chop Shop Morning Zoo on WCCS 85.5 FM, The Shop, with
2: Travis Cito, The Brew Boss,
0: and me, Chelsea, The Regulator, where well, we'll be breaking down the recasts of your precious childhood movies all morning, morning long.
1: And if you can't listen on your toilet or in your
2: car, just search for Cinema Chop Shop on Podbean.com. And it came to pass that the Lord Pod saith unto the chop shoppers to go forth, to rate, to review, and to subscribe to Cinema Chop Shop on all of your social media and your podcaster apps. Now it's about time for the holy sacrament of a beer check-in. You too can follow the path to Cinema Chop Shop on Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. Everyone... Hallelujah. Hallelujah!
1: Praise Jesus! I
0: Amen. Well, hello there, all you naughty chop shoppers. So, you like to listen? Oh, you're bad. Wouldn't you also love to see all of our hot pictures and posts on our very own social media? Just search for Cinema Chop Shop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram if you think you can handle it.
2: This weekend on CCS Wrestling!
0: Woo! If you miss this event, you suck! Woo! It'll be the ultimate recasting extravaganza you have ever seen. Between the challenger...
1: Trontastic Ron! I'm gonna rip his face off! Woo!
0: And the defending champ...
2: Little Thanos! You ain't got nothing, brother!
0: I can't
1: stop saying... Woo! Woo! It's an actual medical condition. So if you've got a problem with that,
2: we'll see you in Gmail, where you can send us comments, corrections, concerns, and complaints. That's CinemaJobShop at gmail.com.
0: Do you need a used movie? Good credit, bad credit, no credit, no problem.
1: Come on down to Wacky Trav's Cinema Chop Shop blowout sale. He's He's out out of of his his mind. mind. Where we can guarantee you, you'll go home happy. Social security number, criminal background check, and blood sample required. Side effects may include euphoria, hallucinations, and delusions of grandeur. So please remember to watch, chop, retrofit. retrofit. All right, welcome back, and thank you for bearing with us during intermission. When we come back, what do we like to do, Sean? Beer check-ins. And we have one that's kind of on theme. Uh, You had a better idea with the old ale, but (laughs) I couldn't find one. They're tough to find, yeah. And so I went with a blood orange goza because Dracula.
2: Yeah, makes sense. This is from Anderson Valley. Out in California. Mm.
1: Yep. They... um, We've talked about this on the show before but the people in that community have their own language
2: they do yeah
1: they had like if you look at the top of the can when it says something hornin that's, yeah 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 that's yeah. part of their language yeah ball, ball hornin i was expecting <sighs> it to be more blood colored
2: well
1: that, that is super tart whoa yeah mm. i'm not getting a lot of Blood orange, maybe a little bit.
2: I'm not getting a lot of blood, and I'm not getting a lot of orange. It's just...
1: It is what it is. Check it in.
2: All right.
1: So, next, we're going to go into our 2021 movie marathon. As of this recording, it is the 80th day of the year, and I'm on 89. I I had originally typed in 90, because I thought for sure I was going to be able to watch one more movie, but I took a nap instead. So, I'm on 89. What are you guys on?
2: 95... 148
1: All right, that's amazing. What are you going to check in first, Chelsea? Uh so, a film
0: from 1956 called Baby Doll. Okay. This is a...
2: What's the um, genre? How uh,
0: would you southern, call it?
2: Southern Gothic. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um it was great,
1: really. It's an Ilya it was Kazan. so good. Ah, is it on Criterion?
2: No. Okay. It, it's Ilya Kazan, and it's a Tennessee Williams screenplay.
0: Yes, it's amazing. All the for a
1: masterpiece. Can you reveal
2: anything else about it? Or just
0: yeah. Such, so, uh, Baby Doll is a 19-year-old girl who was put in an arranged marriage by her dad before huh. he passed away. Um, and she made a deal with her husband; they weren't going to consummate the marriage until she turned 20. Okay. So he used to own a cotton gin, and a competitor sort of moved into town.
1: Why well, don't cotton to that?
0: And he gets mad and jealous because their house is kind of in shambles. He's losing money. Baby Doll's clearly pissed off at him. Mm-hmm. Burns down the other cotton gin. Was
1: it his idea to wait till she turns 20? No,
0: it's hers. It's
2: part of the arrangement. Mm. Carl Malden is the, the guy in the arranged marriage. Oh, good. Baby Doll's <laughs> played by Carol Baker, who is from uh, Giant with... Uh, Paul Newman? No, no, uh, James Dean. James Dean. And then Eli Wallach is the uh, uh, competing cotton gin owner.
0: A Sicilian.
2: Sicilian. Yes. Okay. Funny. We should mention that together, right? Uh, Very well worth watching. Oh, it was great. Very cool. Shot in the Delta of Mississippi in the small town of Benoit. Yeah, the, the people yeah, it,
0: the people of Benoit are credited in the opening credits. So. Yeah, oh, so it just
2: it's, says it's just a bunch of folks from Benoit, Benoit Mississippi. Mississippi. It's so cute. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I'm gonna check in uh not the laundromat. That was terrible. The Chandra Mat. I'm checking in the firm, but not that firm. Not that firm. This is the Gary Oldman sh- movie. It's only uh like seventy or eighty minutes. It's it's uh, about short. the British royal family. No. Oh! no. <laughs> um this is uh Gary Oldman leading a gang of soccer hooligans in a series of scuffles and skirmishes against uh rival fans. Okay. And the stakes just constantly get higher and higher and higher and uh becomes quite deadly.
1: So does the firm refer to like their gang?
2: I don't know. I or never is it really their, caught their that
1: their fandomship fandomship?
2: I don't know, but it's a it's an early film. It's from eighty nine and it really captures that gary oldman unhinged mm-hmm. psychological weirdness like you know some bad shit's coming up just because of how engaged he is with this okay. whole rivalry
1: it's ominous
2: and yeah exactly great word and you know all the words the big words <laughs> um but it like i said the stakes get higher and higher and it's it's pretty explosive it's got um, one of the characters from Snatch in it, uh, one of the uh, the black gentlemen that were, were the uh, the the had the fake. I know pistols. who you're talking
1: about. He's kind of a regular in Guy Ritchie movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. and he's in that at very young, but uh, it's it's cool. It's worth watching, and it's on uh, Amazon Prime.
1: Right on. All
2: right, my first check in is
1: on Netflix, and it's number eighty five for me. It's called Moxie from 2021. This is a excellent and exuberant coming-of-age-slash-female-empowerment movie directed by Amy Poehler. And this is not a spoiler. Really. It's it's, it's not a spoiler. I was waiting for the I Am Spartacus moment, and boy, oh boy, does it pay off. Nice. And next up for you, Chelsea.
0: A documentary called Kid 90.
1: Kid 90. I've seen this.
0: Um, Soleil Moon Frye. Yep. Has a video camera in her hands
1: for like the whole nineties.
0: Her entire youth.
1: <laughs> Punky Brewster, yes,
0: yeah, sweet
1: indeed. Um, and it, it's uh, it's pretty heartfelt. Like she goes into really detail is. about the stigma she had being a a girl who developed early and how she made the decision to have breast reduction surgery.
0: But like at 16, 17, yeah. she was pretty young, yeah,
1: for sure. But was, she was living in a fishbowl, you know. Yeah,
0: no, it was not, it was great. Not a
1: bit early she. She had a house.
0: We got that, thanks. It was really good.
2: I liked it too. All right, here we go. This is the check-in of the week. Come true. All right, right. now. I'm watching this later tonight, so please don't hurt me. Um, I was feeling some Cronenberg vibes coming from this sleep slash dream mindfuck movie. The retro sleep study equipment made it feel off kilter in a good way. Mm -hmm. The soundtrack was super cool too. I want more from the director, Anthony Scott Burns. Nice. And he saw your tweet. He liked my tweet and I looked into him and as he said, he got a review from the New Yorker and it was a, it was a rave review. Uh-huh. And he said, I can't believe that it was just me, five friends and a DSLR camera. Wow. Thank you. Cinema Jesus. <laughs> so that kind of humility, was really hit hard. I was like, you know, this movie is indie as all get out. Yeah. It's not a perfect movie. Don't go into it. thinking it's gonna be perfect. But it's got all these great little nuggets of weirdness. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I think this will be a
1: good movie um, for me to watch while I'm batching it up.
2: Yes. Yeah, oh, weekend. absolutely. Yeah. It's, it, it's cool. It's really weird. And there's some strange like time dilation. Mm hmm. <clears throat> let's see what else what else about it uh, oh and then the soundtrack is great nice the director is a musician himself okay so did so he n- compose i the
0: don't soundtrack? i don't, thi- like he, uh, he had I don't think uh definitely i don't think it was him it's a group called um electronic youth okay and their twitter is so cute because like in their bio they list it's a it's a guy and a girl and they're like middle school sweethearts Aww. <laughs> so cute hey finish up
2: that beer i'm gonna open this okay. other one hold on while you're finishing that, I'm gonna open it. This is an unmarked can for the viewers who are watching us on YouTube. Mm-hmm. This is a partial from our recent canning of uh, pulpy love. Pulpy love from Seminar Brewing, Seminarbrewing.com. This is the strawberry raspberry combo. And,
1: and we really need to uh, enunciate the L in pulpy
2: love because so many customers <laughs> say puppy love say puppy love. Well that was kind of the inspiration behind yeah. the name. Well, this will definitely give you your red that you were hoping yeah. for. Yeah. The blood is life and it shall be mine. <laughs> this is a good canning. I was really pleased with this batch. Oh, that is tasty. Thumbs up and hats
1: off to yep. Jamie and the brew crew.
2: Yeah. Be on the lookout for this with fresh graphics from mm-hmm. uh, Vincent. Nice. He did the the graphics for the can. I think they're fantastic. So uh, good stuff coming up. All right. Is it my turn? Uh, Yeah, hit it. Mm -hmm.
1: All right. Number 86 for me is going to be a documentary as well uh, that we were just chuckling about off mic during intermission. It's called The Last Blockbuster. When they started making the movie, the documentary, there was still four or five blockbusters, mostly in Alaska and one in Bend, Oregon. It's still open tonight for curbside pickup in Bend, Oregon. Tons of scenes and interviews with filmmakers, critics, executives, and movie buffs. Uh, this is a, anybody who was not living under a rock during the 90s remembers oh. Blockbuster Video. And it was a complete paradigm shift from the shitty video store, the local family-owned video store. Now, I I still have a place in my heart for those as well, but this was like a streamlined experience.
2: It really selection, was. Selection, selection, yes. selection. And one of, the,
1: one of my favorite parts about the movie is everybody that they interview talks about the experience of just walking around trying to decide what you're going to watch. Oh, yeah. Whether it's by yourself or with a significant other. Maybe it's your first date. Maybe that's the foreplay. Maybe, I love that. Maybe, <laughs> I loved it's, that. Uh, maybe it's your parents and your kids and they're trying to decide between a family movie and dad wants his Western and blah, blah, blah. But the, uh, the movie is just outstanding.
0: My favorite part was when they talked about the smell when you walk in Uh and like instantly I was just transformed there and I was like, oh my God, I have forgotten about this smell. And so
1: it's a combination of popcorn and shrink wrap.
0: Yep. Gummy worms. Yes. Oh.
1: Alright, so yeah, that's my my
2: check-in for that And you're next, Chelsea
0: uh, No, I piggybacked off both of yours definitely. Okay,
2: I got one more and I'll make it quick This is an odd Gary Oldman flick worth watching It's called The Backwoods
1: The Backwoods, okay it's from
2: 2006, it co-stars Patty Constantine uh, You would know Patty from the Shaun of the Dead films I Oh, believe. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah Summer 1978, two couples vacation at a remote house in Spain Things seem ideal until Gary and Patty discover a deformed, feral child in an abandoned house in the woods. Oh, well, fuck me. Yeah. No thanks. It's weird. It's grim. And, yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, worth looking at.
1: Can the abandoned, feral child talk?
2: Uh, a little bit.
1: Okay. She kind of has the lobster hands. Ooh. Does she sound like Nell? No, not Nell. No. the way skewed the
2: Mia Mila Jovovich sounded like her in Fifth Element. A, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah,
1: that was part of the sexiness. All right. So You got a thing for now? <laughs> I have a thing for speech impediments. My next pick is it my turn. Yeah, go. <laughs> it's a short film, um, relatively speaking. It's number 88. It just came out on HBO Max. Oh, Jesus, it's Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, from 2021. Now, yes, I watched it all in one sitting. No, I didn't go to the bathroom. I didn't hate the Whedon cut as much as everybody else. But that being said, and despite the length, this is an improvement. Okay. Um, now I've heard all of the all of the complaints and the criticisms that it's just fan service, and how can you call it a cut when you just Put everything you shot in the movie because it is a solid four hours long Jeez. but you get uh a lot more of ray fisher yeah. character cyborg and also a lot more wonder woman
2: you get martian manhunter too apparently uh a little bit it's a, tell me the green guy john jones i don't i've seen stills okay i've not watched this i don't remember movie. that part but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna give this a try because i've seen enough nerds who yeah. like you know the plot still sucks. Yeah, I um the character development still sucks. I didn't hate it. But for fan lip service, yeah. Give it a look. Oh, they did not say the
1: word Martha one time in the whole movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Why
1: did you say that name? All right. So yeah, that's my that's my opinion about that. Are we done with the twenty twenty one movie marathon for this week? Yep. Yep. All right. So once again, we check those in online with the hashtag 2021 Movie Marathon on Twitter and Letterboxd. And I'm just reiterating that this is episode 19. We've got five more episodes this season. And then my movie check-ins will be switching back over to my personal email account. My personal email account. My personal personal Twitter handle. Um, And I guess my email, too. All oh, right, so I guess that means it's time for the second part of our feature segment, The Recast Continued. Part two. And this is going to be a, a biopic about one of the pioneers of punk. <sighs> a feel good story. <laughs> it's, oh, it's called oh. Sid and Nancy from 1986. It was directed by Alex Cox, who also directed Repo Man and a, a Western called Walker with um, Ed Harris. And I feel like his role in that movie, Walker, is where he takes his inspiration for The Man in Black on Westworld. Okay. Quick rundown. Following their breakout success in England, flagship punk rock band The Sex Pistols venture out on their first U.S. tour. Temperamental bassist Sid Vicious, played by Gary Oldman, takes his troubled girlfriend, Nancy Spungen, played by Chloe Webb, along for the ride. Along the way, the couple's turbulent relationship strains the patience of bandmate Johnny Rotten and manager, Malcolm McLaren, played by David Heyman, while plunging Sid and Nancy into the depths of drug addiction and codependency. This is um, not a feel-good movie. <laughs> no. Boy, oh boy. Wow. Um, so I watched this several years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, remember, just I didn't know what was going to happen at the end. Like from a historical standpoint, I didn't know the tragic ending of, of the movie. And I remember it just being like a gut punch.
2: Well, the ending yeah. is still kind of ambiguous because well, what's presented in the film is not hundred percent confirmed, but
1: you're the, the very final scene is what you're talking about. We're supposed to um, understand that he's not seeing reality. He's, he's still
2: all strung out and hallucinating. Yeah. There's a lot of speculation that it was their dealer that did the deed.
1: Oh, the dealer is great. He was played by David um, Heyman, David Heyman. No, 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 no. The other one, um, Bowery snacks, Bowery snacks is the name of the, um, the drug dealer. It is. Oh, Xander Berkeley. Xander Berkeley. Okay, plays. That's right. Bowery snacks, which is the best name for a drug dealer you can ever ask for. Yeah, man, I just got to go get up with Bowery Snacks.
2: I thought that, uh, I thought that uh, Andrew Schofield, who played Johnny Rotten, okay. a.k.a. John Lydon, was pretty good. Right on. Uh, in terms of, you're talking about a biopic trying to portray somebody from real life. Right. I thought he was absolutely. Decent. Uh All right, so
1: we've got one, two, three roles in this one. We've got Sid Vicious, played by Gary Oldman, who was 28 at the time. And I, I think that might be a little bit older than Sid Vicious was in real life. Um, I don't know for sure though. And then we've also got Nancy, played by Chloe Webb, who was thirty at the time. And then we've got Gretchen, who is uh Nancy's friend, played by a twenty year old Courtney Love in this movie. Um, any thoughts before we get started recasting? I don't know. It's ironic an setting film. I think it's ironic it really that is. Courtney
2: Love was in this mm-hmm. movie. Same. In a very backwards kind of way, if you're going to believe speculations. Yep. Or the truth. Or the truth, depending on who you are. So,
1: first up, Chelsea, who's your Sid Vicious?
0: So, my actor was in Mad Max, About a Boy, Warm Bodies, but recently I fell in love with him all over again on the TV show The Great. I went with Nicholas Holt.
1: Nicholas Holt is really good. Yeah, I, nice. I, I always I forget him. that he's in Fury Road. He's one of the war boys. Yep.
2: He is the war boy. The war boy. boy. That ends up in the in the rig with mm-hmm. all the girls. All right. <clears throat> Sean, you're Sid Vicious. Um, I kind of stuck to the age range. I went with a uh, 28-year-old actor from London, England. Um, he was in Finding Neverland, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, oh. uh, Art of Getting By but I really liked his role as Norman Bates in Bates Motel. I'm hmm. with Freddie Highmore.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see him. Um, and I've definitely seen that face before. I never watched Bates Motel, though. Is it good?
2: I heard it was pretty good. I mean, I okay. never saw it either. All, All right. right. Ain't got time for TV. This is a movie podcast. I'm watching <laughs> movies, <it>. people. <laughs> All right. My um,
1: Sid Vicious, I'm glad we didn't pick the same person because this was the first person I thought of. He's uh, primarily a musician, but has has definitely been in some films. He's 30 years old now. He was in The Land, Bird Box, Captive State, and The Dirt. His name is Machine Gun Kelly.
0: Oh, yeah. Nice.
1: Good call. Uh, Next up, we've got Nancy, who was played by Chloe Webb, who was just 30 at the time. And Chelsea, what are you thinking about for this one?
0: I thought of this actress um, when I recently saw... The T V show vinyl. Mm. And I went with Juno Temple. Juno
1: Temple's great for good this. Call. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. Uh she's also in that um TV series with James Franco, right? The what's it called? Where she plays a sex worker. Do you remember what I'm talking about? The the TV series with James Franco? No, I don't Where know it, There's two
2: of him.
0: No? I don't know what you're about. Dana.
2: Are. Sean, you're Nancy? Yeah. Nancy was annoying as hell. Mm-hmm. And I think that was intentional because yeah the, the real nancy was annoying as hell she was a, a hanger on and she really didn't have a whole hell of a lot of redeeming quality
0: well no but diagnosed with schizophrenia at 15 yeah mm-hmm. drug so, addict afterwards of course you're going to be annoying
2: so she had a suitcase full of problems yeah um so I went with, and drugs yeah so i went with an actress who kind of would be able to pull off a lot of those qualities and characteristics uh, she's thirty years old, and she was in House of Cards with a bit part, uh, Patriots Day, The Finest Hours, but most people would know her from the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I went with Rachel Brosnahan. Oh
1: yeah, yeah yeah, she's great. Um, she's in that that new movie that's like a like a thriller. Did you just mention it? No. Oh, it, it was really good, and and she's blonde in it. I think it's called I'm Your Woman, something like that. Mm. Uh, really cool. Mm. All right, so I'm—I've kind of got a theme here. My theme is um, people who are primarily musicians but have also delved into the world of acting. And even though Nancy wasn't really a musician, she was kind of a hanger-on. Uh, she was a singer. Was she? Okay. Uh, then we've—my actress is 34 now. She was in Machete Kills, American Horror Story, and A Star Is Born. It's Lady Gaga.
2: Lady Gaga. Nice. I love She'll, how
0: you say that.
2: Gaga. <laughs> uh, I think she could pull that off. Actually, that would be fun to watch.
0: She was so good in American Horror Story oh, Hotel. Yeah. Oh my With god, the Vampire so... Queen! Yes. yes.
1: All right, we got one more, and it is the friend Gretchen, played by Courtney Love, who was twenty. Chelsea,
0: I don't like Courtney Love. Who does? I fall on the side of things where I think she played a very big hand in Kurt's mm-hmm. death. And so I picked a piece of shit actress to play her part. <laughs> uh, Bella Thorne.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thorne's wow. out. All right. So that's. I, that's. Okay. Yeah.
0: You know. I think shit, Be- no shit. So. I think
2: Bella's really good and I think and she's stuff. I think she's getting better.
0: Yeah. I think so getting, I watched she's a horrible
2: person in real life, <laughs> I guess. She
0: really is. But I watched that movie Infamous that like actually made me physically sick because it was so fucking terrible.
1: Ah, hmm. I'm talking about a movie where she has to go back to like Virginia to find her dad. Something about
0: like girl something girl, yeah. I think. Hmm. I haven't seen that one yet, but I I decent. just cannot stand her.
1: Gotcha. Sean, who's your Gretchen?
2: Um, I wanted the 23-year-old actress. She was in Stranger Things with a minor part. She was in something called The Power Couple. And she's got something coming up this year called Redeeming Love. But a lot of people would know her, especially Joey Poole, Mm -hmm. would know her from The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina in the role of Dorcas. Her (laughs) name is Abigail Cowan. 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 I
1: just love that at one point in real history... Dorcas was the legit name for a girl. (laughs) Right? Have you ever seen Seven Brides for Seven Brothers? Right, Yeah, yeah.
2: Dorcas. You know, Dorcas. Fuck you guys. It's a good feminine name. What, you got a problem with Dorcas? Yeah.
1: Alright, so my Gretchen (laughs) is also 20 now, and keeping with my theme, she's been in uh, a movie called Justin Bieber Seasons. Coachella, 20 years in the desert. (laughs) And the world is a little blurry right now. I went with Billy i like i seriously thought about her in that mm-hmm.
0: but she's so adorable and, she's and courtney like love
1: talented yeah. is a
0: piece of fucking trash she is, she
1: is trash um oh, Billy Corgan liked courtney love that's one
0: <laughs>
1: that's one person, all right, so that's gonna um wrap us up on the recast continued uh final thoughts on this
0: oh
2: i it's a tough watch. It, is. it really
0: is. It really is. The only thing I will say is um, most of the time in movies, death scenes are sped up significantly. Yes. And um, they fucking hit the nail on the head with the timeline of how this would have happened. Oh, yeah. Gotcha.
2: When she rolls out of bed and she's like, yep. I don't feel so good. And mm-hmm. yep. makes it all the way to the bathroom and looks herself in the mirror and then drops. Lops. Yep. That's pretty yep. crazy. Oh, by the way, I have opened another beer. Okay. Hold on. This is uh, from... This is from Ardwolf Brewing in Jacksonville, Florida. This is called Slow King. This is their German-style Pilsner. I will
1: try it. Um, so, while we're enjoying that, I have two bonus segments for you guys. What? Yeah, it, this is unprecedented. First, Dana congratulates herself. Right? Now, Woo! two <laughs> bonus features. Um, they're both battle royales. Are you ready for the first one? Hit it. It's going to be a battle to the death between Gary Oldman, The Old Man in the Sea, and Old Man Winter from the Rankin and Bass movie. (laughs) Oh my God. Jesus.
2: (laughs) Oh my God. Oh
0: no. Oh wow.
1: Do you want me to combine the two? Because Gary Oldman's in both of them.
0: One's a puppet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not picking him.
1: The other one's Anthony Quinn.
0: Yeah. Oh. Well. hmm. I'd probably go with Oldman in this one. Me too.
1: All right, yeah. man of the hour gets it. All right, next one. Would you pick Gary Oldman versus Gary Coleman yeah. versus Gary Busey? I was hoping you would say Gary Coleman. I'm
2: going with Gary Coleman. What you talking about, Willis?
0: Oh, Busey I'm, all the way. That I'm craziness? I'm
2: his
1: mugshot. Have you seen Gary Coleman's mugshot? He looks straight up evil. I know, right? And mm-hmm. short.
2: Yeah. Uh, Gary Coleman all the way
1: i'm i'm gonna be the odd man out and say gary oldman okay. that way everybody gets some love today
2: nice All right. Like right pick though i'm gonna try this
1: pilsner what did you say it was called again slow king i i get some uh like almost some smokiness
2: really yeah.
1: we are gonna wrap it up with that i want to thank you <laughs> chelsea for doing everything that you do and is there anything that you want to plug trivia trivia will be back this week and uh, also, Sean, the brew boss, did you have a good birthday? I had a great birthday. Thank I thought that was much. pretty fun. Fun times were had by all, yeah, except for the very beginning where P. Guyton was taking pictures of me while I'm trying to introduce the game. And the words just all came out in different ways. <laughs>
2: they were just like <laughs> falling out of my mouth. I am like, uh, game trivia you felt the blazing heat of the spotlight the camera yeah (laughs) and you wilted under the pressure so
1: do you know um what next week's episode is yeah the films of diane wiest in celebration of her 73rd birthday wow the films of diane wiest go girl and i do have a sneak preview question and answer for trivia wiest received both of her oscars for performances in films by what director woody allen there
2: you go. Yes!
1: Ah! Nailed it. She actually worked with him or for him quite a bit.
2: Hannah and her sisters. Mm-hmm, that's one of them. And what was the other one? I don't remember. Damn it. Good for yeah. me. He
1: yes. Did
0: Pat on the back. Fuck yeah.
1: All right, we want to plug yes, the
0: podcast.
1: Pal- <laughs> we want to plug the podcast itself. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on all of your podcatcher apps. We are hosted natively online on podbean.com. We're Cinema Chop Shop on there. We are Cinema Chop Shop on Twitter. We are Cinema Chop Shop on Facebook and Gmail and Untapped, where we are going to check in all of the beers that we tried today. And also, the uh, YouTube channel is Cinema Chop Shop Podcast, where we've got some extra content on there as well. For all seven of you. Woo! Finally, (laughs) three of them are us. Finally, farewell. Thank you to you, the listeners. Remember, still wear your mask and social distance. And please remember to watch, shop, retrofit. And don't get old, man. (laughs) Perfect.